Max White, everyone. See something funny. It wasn't funny! I guess I'll just call it Max White Presents. I guess it's decent. Yeah, Max White Presents will and work. And we're live at the Tender Trap for Max White Presents. I'm Max White, and we have a very special guest today. My good friend, model, general Chicagoan, Cubs fan, Cecily Rodriguez. How's it going, Cecily? It's good. It's going good. Yeah, what's up? So you're in New York now, so uh, we were just talking about it earlier. You come to New York for modeling then? I do. I spend uh, probably, I try to spend like half the year out here. Okay, what's that like in terms of your schedule-wise? Is it, is it pretty normal for models to be all over the country? Yeah, actually, it's, uh, it's normal for models to spend their year traveling. You basically go where the work is busy. I only do Chicago and New York just because it's easier for me and... It's too much, but like most girls will spend a summer in Europe or they'll go down to Miami for a season, come to New York when it's busy here. Like they, you basically go where the work is, but I just kind of do the, the New York thing. So you've been in New York for a while back and forth, but the last two days have been, uh, you might have heard about it on the news, but major things have happened in this country. Mm -hmm. um, and we were just talking about it before we started this. Uh, what was it like being in New York when you heard the news? By the um, way, the news is that Trump got elected. Yeah. <laughs> I should just say. Yeah, I try not to think about it too much, but um, it it was weird. So I I had my friend in town, so I spent the entire day drinking, and I went to an election party actually, and I, my friends had a bunch of people over, and and it like ran really late, so I left before we found out, and then me and my friend went back to my place, and I woke up at three in the morning to find out that. Trump was president, and how was the vibe of the election party? Was it fizzling? Was it good at first and then it fizzling? was? Honestly, I fell asleep at a certain point because, and that's when I was like, all right, I need to go home because like everyone like just the energy completely deflated. We, I was like up on Fifty Seventh, looking like I was out apartment shopping, and then I worked my way downtown towards where I had shows at, and we were just stopping at bars and having drinks, just watching the election go down. And then I got called to go do like a private party, like comedy thing. And then within an hour of them asking me to do it, they're like, we're canceling this. This is not looking good right now. And that was before it was like landslide Trump. It was just yeah. too even at that point. Yeah. Um, could you feel it like in the air here in terms of like the, just the utter shock? Yeah. I, I mean, like I was saying, I feel like it didn't really register until today. Um, and just yesterday, the whole city like was just it was like the like the earth was crying like it was just raining all day and it was gloomy and everybody like it was silent like the streets were silent it, everywhere pe people crying the trains were empty people crying yeah the comedies were all like a lot of stuff was canceled it was like a yeah. major the weather reflected the mood oh, totally. and everybody totally. yeah and so we were just talking about this beforehand too uh now you are like eth eth excuse me ethnicity wise now you're mexican mm -hmm. i'm mexican puerto rican mexican puerto rican from mm -hmm. chicago wise yeah. now the biggest thing that was alarming to me about this election it was just the like the just hatred in terms of anti-immigration mm -hmm. uh basically like flash words that were used to get certain type of people in this country to be like oh this guy's our guy because he's anti-immigration yeah. how does that feel registering home as someone that is comes from a mixed uh background um it's it's weird it's um i haven't experienced any sort of animosity towards me at least yet um i also look white so i don't think i get it as much as like some people that were more ethnic would um but i feel more offended as a woman i feel like than as an immigrant of this country now like elaborate in terms of women wise is that do you think that that essentially 
this was a sexist issue in terms of why Hillary was not elected and Trump was? Do you think that, that that's the primary focus on this, or is this just an all-around? No, I just think the things that he said. I don't. I don't think that Hillary wasn't was. I don't think that her being a woman really affected this election as much as I think people didn't vote for her because they don't trust her. And, yeah. You know. Um, I, I feel like it has less. I, I mean, I'm sure Middle America. You know, people are like. She has her period. She's gonna start a war, like that kind of stuff. But yeah. um, I think just the sexism on Trump's side of it that he kind of has openly, you know, and just gotten caught doing that. And yeah, and the fact that no one's really doing anything about it. I mean, it's insane. It's insane. He's like literally has been convicted of sexual assaults, and no one is. Everyone's just like, man, and. It's weird, too, that, like, you can even have the conversation in terms of emails versus, like, conversations that have been recorded with, like, you know, sexually aggressive statements or past allegations and everything like that, though. But in the world we live in right now, do you think it's because everything is reported? Like, do you think that these things happen prior to other candidates as well? It's just now this guy's getting called out for it? Um, I'm sure. I just think, I think that this is just a different different kind of day and age where everything is accessible like all this information is just at our fingertips you know and it's i think people are just know know more things now because it's available to us and the information's there on the internet and we can just you know figure it out for ourselves and you know these circulating stories that are happening you know on our social media and everything like that i just think that maybe previous elections like those things were kind of kept a little more hushed yeah, it's weird. There's like an old, uh, I remember some reading things about like the boys club of like JFK where basically he would he would mm-hmm. tell the press like, listen, you're in on some really cool things here, uh, but you can't see say everything you see, but you'll get to be privy to this witness. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seems now with like so much information, people don't, like there's an infinite possibility of information that we could gather out there, mm-hmm. but people just want headlines. Well, people get the wrong information on the problem because yeah. all these clickbait trigger things that you read on the internet, like that's not necessarily like... All, the whole story it's it, everything's one-sided you know and it's and when you have the media like pushing these certain things on your throat and of course that's like the headlines that you're reading all the time but that's not necessarily like the whole all the information you know people people don't do the work to do the actual research to find the real answers people just take these headline clickbaits and they're like oh that's what it they is. don't vet them anymore emails 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 and, it's you the know. first time that someone ever is like oh have you seen this article i'm like what's the source and it'll be like elitedaily.net or yeah, like yeah. You know, I am white, dead seriously, mm-hmm. .org. And you're like, really? You read this one? Yeah, KKK.com. I wonder if they have the .com. That's I a, I'm sure. I would be afraid to click that in, though. I don't, just, think, I don't want that in my, like, browser. Exactly. History. Just for that one odd thing where someone's using your laptop yeah, and they're yeah, just, like, they're trying just to go like, to Kohl's.com. Um, like, mm-hmm. shout out to Kohl's.com. Yeah, and they're just KKK. Hey, you, you guys can find me on Kohl's.com. Oh, wait. You are yeah. a model for Kohl's.com. Uh, that yeah. was uh, talking I mean, a talking to you. I a lot of those, uh, you know, major department stores that's how I so, make my book now are you technically like so would you be classified as a fashion model a catalog model how does it work um so I'm on the direct board here in New York which okay. basically me the way they it's confusing because the way they say it to me is it's the money board okay so all the major advertising and like stuff like that but I don't do fashion so like I wouldn't be up for like a Dolce & Gabbana sh- runway show or anything like that like I don't do fashion okay I do the more commercial like big money jobs okay now did you used to do fashion in the past or have you done those no um I just don't really have the right look for it okay um which is fine because it's it's definitely a lot more work to like 
climb the ladder that way as a fa- as like a fashion girl it's really yeah. hard you know you gotta like do the grind and do fashion week I don't do fashion week so I don't have to deal with you know all doing all the shows and stuff like that's like high stress and what's the biggest misconception that you think people have that you're a model because like just our history in terms of how we met Cecily's boyfriend is like one of my favorite people in the world Billy Federi like he's a director shout out to Billy shout out to Bill <laughs> and Damon and, and all those freaks the and all of them all the Italians <laughs> are teaching me Italian regularly but in Chicago, and uh, like Sess and I, we kind of hit it off real well because we're both ball busters. Like we like talking shit, particularly in bars when alcohol's involved. <laughs> what do you think is the biggest misconception when people meet you when they hear that you're a model? Um, I think a lot of people are intimidated by me, and I think people think that I'm gonna be stuck up or I don't know, kind of fool myself. I guess I guess that's like a preconceived notion that comes with modeling that you know it's a stigma in the industry. But I don't know. I'm just here to chill because you did an article uh well i'm not sure what magazine it was for but it was an interview about dating advice from you mm-hmm. the one with billy and i love this one so i'm inside just gonna hook, yeah. bri- inside hook is what it was yeah. i'm just gonna briefly summarize but and then let you take it over but she talked about her worst date and like how not to date you essentially yeah and then uh just briefly explain that story of what the guy did so um we it was like a day date which nor- which is normally you know like less pressure like yeah. you know more chill whatever and we went out to lunch and he like was waving around his black card and like <laughs> literally was like oh like have you ever seen a black card I'm like yeah I've seen a black card I'm like what and uh, he like made me hold the black card like wow what well, it's like weighted you know yeah, whatever yeah, for sure. but um, I was like okay this was weird and then after that um, I thought we were gonna go like shopping around the neighborhood kind of just you know popping into stores and like just hanging out you yeah. know but he brought me to his friend's music store and basically like introduced me to all of his friends and stuff. And I realized that he was kind of like showboating me around to wow. his friends. You and were like, like the new black card? Yeah, yeah, I was, I was like the new black card. And it was, it was weird. And after that, like, I was like, all right, I'm gonna go. I, this is weird. And then what, like, so in terms of data, like what was this guy's background? He, uh, well, this doesn't help, but he worked in the night industry in Chicago, so that's the, probably where that all where that explains uh, all where that okay. comes from. So, yeah. Is that is there like because the article is great because it talks about that, but then also talks about how you met Billy too, which you mentioned there, which is amazing yeah. because it's anonymous in the thing, but like I knew it was Billy within like the first like sentence of the article. Yeah, well, what? they asked me what was the worst date I had and what was the best date I had, okay. and the best date was Billy, but I I didn't obviously say it was Billy because it was like yeah interview about probably me being like a single model but yeah either way I went through like my date with Billy but yeah it's very I mean you could tell it's him immediately what is it do you think that is about guys like that I see it in New York a lot too like people first off that lie about having money in New York or even just pretend to have money here are insane because there's an entire city built of actual money Mm -hmm. like Bill Gates is still new money here you know what I mean like yeah um but like what do you think is about it that like uh it's it's like caveman style like would want to like what would possess a guy to want to impress you in terms of that way? Is that just old school thought or what? I I guess, or I, or I guess maybe that that's their only means of like trying to impress a girl, you know, like maybe they don't really have anything else going for them. So they like flash around their money and think that girls are going to be like, Oh, like he's rich or whatever. But 
I mean, you meet a lot of rich people in this industry, so that's not like an impressive thing. It's like, you and know, I meet people for their personality, not like what they have. Maybe it's because I'm like a Midwest also, but it's amazing to me that people like the sign of a black card is like prestige because it's just a credit card. It's a credit card. It's so weird. To me. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, I have a credit card too. Just because it's not black doesn't mean, I mean, I still, you know. It's not your money. It's just such a weird it's, world we yeah, live in. Yeah, it's not your money. It's like where, where you can just be So like, you can ring yourself up in more debt than I can. Good job. I bet if you ask people if they'd rather have a stack of cash or a black card, what what would they have? And I feel like because of just the way the world is, they would say the black card. Probably. That's so weird. I would assume I'll... that they would say the black card just because it's like a status thing. So you've got guys like this, right, going around, and then you've got the recent events that occurred two days ago too. Mm-hmm. Where do you see in terms of like, uh, are, are, are we going to heal as a nation together? Is it going to be unifying or are we going to have a lot more guys with black cards running around trying to God, swoop? I don't know. I don't know. I, like, I really I keep trying to figure out what the – best possible outcome of all of this is and I guess it's I don't know maybe this will be um, a kind of wake up for America to for things to actually change you know as opposed to the way they are and hopefully I don't know did you like in your travels did you experience a lot of people that say especially here I did when they're like I don't even know anyone that would vote for Trump and the whole time so I'm like I'm from a place where a lot of people are gonna vote for Trump yeah. did you notice that the difference because big cities go blue to, yeah. you know yeah. essentially yeah but like the ones, just the immediate outlying areas do not, you yeah. know? And so mm-hmm. is that just, do you think that's like fear or is it because those people actually care for better, for worse, whatever they believe, but they're actually caring enough to go out and actually vote? I, I don't know. I think like, what do you mean? Like why, why do I think that major cities are blue as opposed to like the rest of? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I think that when you're in a major city, you're forced to, you know, kind of be more integrated and, you know, cities are obviously more diverse. And I think that there's more acceptance in big cities as opposed to like middle America where everything's just the same and white and, you know, you have your pickup truck and your flag and your gun. And, you know, I think that in major cities, there's just more um, tolerance because you are with different people, different cultures every single day and running into people every day and meeting people. I always like think about that in the realm of like, if people actually got to those big cities and saw, not just from their car at 70 miles an hour, but just to be in a neighborhood, like even on Damon, just walking up and down the street, mm-hmm. like how actually amazing it is that we're all humans and nobody gives a shit what you're up to for yeah, the most part yeah yeah and everyone yeah. just gets along and has they all want they want to like love their families mm-hmm. for the most part um you know and just do everything that you're doing you know the same thing but the problem is when you're in like the middle of nowhere everybody looks and talks like you mm-hmm. and then that creates this like super fish or super animal mm-hmm. monster yeah. of like yeah. xenophobia and uh i think what's the thing there's like an old saying i've never met uh, it's something about like racists rarely use passports or something like that. It's basically where it's uh, the smaller of an area you stick to, the less you have to draw from in terms yeah, of world yeah, experience wise. Sure. What do you think is the solution now in terms of like how could you, Cecily Rodriguez, make any difference right now? Oh, I don't know. I don't know, I guess. Are you like a Facebook freaker outer or like end of the world statements or are you just going to try to start? What do you think? I don't know. I guess uh, just. Yeah, I, I don't know where to go from here. I don't. I've like I've yeah. thought about this, and I'm like, I don't know where where do we go from here. Like, what can I do? And um, I have a cousin who's like a huge activist. Um, so I feel like I need to talk to her and and you know maybe get my family together and see what we can do to you know volunteer or donate or you know whatever it is to these groups that are supporting um, minorities or you know obviously everything but Trump's America. Um, 
so yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I, like I said, I mean, I'm still kind of in shock. Like I'm, feel like I'm not at the recovery phase yet yeah, of all of this. And then it's first and stage figuring of... it out. Yeah. Like figuring out wh- where, where do you go from here? Well, I think it's interesting that like, I've noticed this from both sides as well. Um, there's almost like people want a place with, they push for tolerance, but they're being intolerant while they're doing mm-hmm. it. It's like a, you vote for Trump, fuck you type attitude. You know, you see a lot of yeah, that. Yeah, and that's, and that's what I completely try to avoid. Because, I mean, I have posted stuff on my Facebook, and I, I, I don't like political posts on Facebook and stuff. But in this election, I, I feel like I've been forced to do that. Okay. But um, I, I try to steer away from, like, you know, the name calling, like, the fuck yous and, like, all that stuff. Because then that's just making me just as bad, you know? Yeah. And there's... um. There's some stuff going on in my hometown right now with Black Lives Matter. Um, I grew up on the south side of Chicago, uh, and the neighborhood that I grew up next to is one of the most uh, well-known racist neighborhoods in Chicago. Now, is that racist whites towards whites, other groups? Whites towards anything, anything. Else. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So it's, um, it's a neighborhood where all the police and firemen live. Um, and recently, a cop shot a black kid at like during a funeral procession an off-duty cop and uh people are you know black lives matter is all in there freaking out protests riots are happening and i and and it's just you know it's interesting because like there there is a, a good cause behind the movement and everything but there's people that take it too far and they and they do you know are, they are the fuck you people that are you know breaking things and you know ruining neighborhoods and stuff like that and it's like well is there a better way to you know get your point across because like i'm you know i'm with that whole movement like i agree and everything but like there there has to be something more that we can do to you know progressively move forward and but do less harm because right now i feel like there's a lot of damage that's being done by i don't know i guess um i guess just specifically in the the neighborhood that i'm talking about well it's weird because the second you tell someone to fuck themselves you just stop the conversation well yeah and i and i always feel like like i get into some Facebook discussions and stuff too and uh the the minute someone like starts using profanity or name calling or anything like that I'm like they're losing the argument because yeah. that's kind of what you resort to when you have nothing else to say you you know you know what I mean it's capitulating. like capitulating yeah I like that word exactly. yeah, 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 yeah exactly for so, sure yeah. but it's it's so it's just interesting to me because I, I noticed this and I had this conversation today with uh, a female person that works in entertainment here and she was saying uh, I think I just said a female person, a female this morning, and she was saying that uh, um, I can't believe that women wouldn't vote for someone similar to them in terms of that. And I think that's a huge problem in this country as to why people think that they'll vote just because someone looks like them. Mm-hmm. That's like a huge overlooked stereotype here that if you put, yeah. apply that to any other things, I don't think it works that way. Mm-hmm. And there's also a giant misconception right now that the majority of people that voted for Trump are under you know uneducated undereducated people mm-hmm. and it's just simply not the case so yeah. do you think that there maybe there's if you're in a different part of the country there's different realities that would lead you to vote a certain way is that what it is uh yeah i mean i think you could yeah i think you can definitely say that because it's like i always wonder like the amount of information that gets to you because like we're in new york right now mm-hmm. or chicago when mm-hmm. you're there very progressive place around progressive people. Mm-hmm. But the fastest you can run in a team is the slowest person running yeah. with you. So yeah. it's scary to think that that's the common denominator that you kind of have to, to, to feel towards, though. Yeah. It's a lot to take into it this is, way from it there. It is, it is. It's kind of like the death stage where you have to go through the... It's, um, yeah, it's like the first stage of grief. Yeah, and it's I, we were talking about this before, I want to hint on this. Personally, in my Facebook feed, 
which is weird to reference, but let's just face it. Our lives come through that Facebook feed. A lot of our lives do. I've not seen much gloating from the other side. Now, listeners, yeah. you can send me messages if you have other ideas, and I don't actually care to see it. I'm just saying it's almost like a what's the point in even gloating? It's done and over with right yeah. now. But, yeah. like, last night going to shows, I couldn't get to my show on time. Like, I was 10 minutes late because the protest the shut protest, down certain parts yeah. of the train. Did you see any of the protests or no? Um, I didn't I didn't go to any of the protests, yeah. but I was honestly kind of scared, too. But um, That's what I said. Someone was like, are you yeah, going on? I'm like, fuck yeah. no. Um, and I just, I don't, I don't know. I, uh, I, so I wasn't near any of it. But, I mean, obviously, I heard about it, you know, yeah. and... Um, and saw saw it because you know again Facebook you know people were live live yeah. feeding the thing and you know and there's there was protests going on in Chicago too and okay. you know Berkeley and everywhere I mean there was protesting across the United States. That's um, are you a protester? Do you think I'm not a protester? Like a physical one? Okay, I think it's um, is there? I guess for someone to take a sign and go out there and do that, how much of that is do you think the party atmosphere? People just wanting to be around that atmosphere? That's that's kind of how I feel about it. Okay. And, I'm, and I'm, and I'm just like, how much is this actually doing? Yeah. You know, it is kind of just like saying, it's kind of like saying you went to the party. Yeah. It's, and that's what I think too. And I, I'm curious to say this and not just cutting anybody right now. Like I, I don't put a view one way or the other, but I wonder how many of those people in that protest last night were actually voted. Mm-hmm. Like that'd be interesting. Well, and, and that was the thing. And, and I think that people uh, were saying this today that, a lot of the people that were interviewed during the protests didn't even vote, and they openly said they didn't vote. Wow. And so, I mean... That's interesting like, to say that they don't vote. That's, yeah. I think what essentially happened was the people that are actually going to drag their ass out of the bed in the morning and go on the voting polls and vote did, and the people that talked about it for the last two years at the bar until four in the morning just didn't. Mm-hmm. And, like, our voter turnout was so low, like, for yeah. what it was. Like, of all those people... That. Well, I think I think too where we we I feel like we lost the millennial vote because I feel like a lot of um, younger people and millennials felt like they weren't represented in this election. You know, I, I feel like I could say I wasn't represented in this election. Like, yeah. You know, you have Hillary, this person who's you know backed by major major corporations and like has an agenda already that's going to put us into a world war. Or we have Trump who's probably going to put us in a world war too, but maybe at the same time a civil war. Like it's, you know, it's, it's like, which one do you choose? A lesser of evils. Yeah. The lesser of evils, I guess. And I think that, you know, a lot of people didn't vote because they felt like they weren't represented. Almost like a disenfranchised maybe. Yeah. Okay. We're wrapping on the election stuff. We'll get, we'll get there. Now we're talking about this because we always have this conversation. We see each other body shaming, right? (laughs) This is such a good story. We got to tell the story. So, a few years ago, how many years ago was with the Photoshop scandal um, went down? This was maybe about two years ago. Okay. And I'm not sure if you remember, this happened at the same time as there was this Target model who, it was like on, you know, Target.com and it was bad Photoshop and they added a thigh gap. Okay. But basically they cut out like a square. So <laughs> like in between her legs was just like an empty square where they just kind of like, like hit the eraser and like. Yeah, and so, this is and this is a print ad, right? Or is well, it just is, online? This is just online. Okay. This is just an e-commerce thing. So this this happened at the same time that that happened. So I feel like Target was being scrutinized at that moment for photoshopping, and you know, people. I don't know why people are so against photoshopping. I feel like there's good and bad for photoshopping. Obviously, yeah. there's reasons for it. You know, like if something's distracting in a picture, you want to take it out because you know it takes away from the image. But um, I understand like 
photoshopping to make people skinnier or change their bodies in a certain way is, you know, another thing. So Target was undergoing this scrutiny either way. But so I, I did this shoot and it was a bikini shoot and it was for an the Target's like online app. It was like, it's like their Target style app. And basically it's me standing there and you can swipe the top and you can swipe the bottom to mix and match like top to bottom bathing suits. Gotcha. You know? And so, um, but it's me standing still. So it's like a still image of me and I'm standing there and I started reading the Facebook comments and stuff and people were like, this is Photoshop. One of her arms is longer than the other, like blah, blah, but my arms actually are very uneven by like, by a full hand. Like I would say my left hand, my left arm is like five to six inches shorter than my right arm. For the listeners at home, I've seen it. It is truly it is, uneven. It's true. It's really uneven. I feel like I need to like post a picture so you guys can see this. But, but you got called out but for people were Photoshopping. Calling me out, yeah, and so people were like, you know, this is Photoshop, like her arm, blah, blah. and I wanted to comment back and be like, no, like that's really how my arms are. So they were they were basically body shaming, body shaming by body shaming. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it just like comes full. It's like oh god, it just comes full circle there. Yeah. And it's like a situation where like because you're putting yourself out there as like the face of a corporation in terms of like modeling their clothing or whatever. Though is it. Like you've been modeling for a while, right? So how long? So I've been with my agency for 12 years. Okay. So 12 years. Mm -hmm. And so you've seen it go like, there has to be a certain, like as a comic, like I've gotten thicker skin. Mm -hmm. Like you've been there when I bombed before. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? You learn to be, don't be that enthusiastic about it. Yeah. But yeah. (laughs) No, but I mean, even just in general, like people that we see, I mean, I go to a bunch of your shows and just people every night. Yeah. There's always a bomber. So, but it's like with you, does it seem like at first those, the comments, I mean, probably because when you started, it was not that much internet relevance in terms of e-commerce what it is now yeah but do you still originally like when you got notes on your look would you like take that to the heart um i don't i think i've uh i think i've just been doing this for so long that you kind of yeah like you said you just kind of grow a thick skin and uh things things i i honestly can say things don't really get to me yeah um, even when you're younger they didn't no damn yeah. they didn't really um i mean if i like sometimes i'll fluctuate and wait like five pounds and I'm like oh shit yeah then I'm like you know self-conscious because that just comes with the job but uh other than that like when people I don't know I I don't like all those comments I was reading on that target thing like I was laughing I like thought it was funny because I'm like oh my god because because these people don't know me and they don't you know they don't know anything so I'm not gonna take offense to someone that it's weird how like you're put on you're just doing your job yeah. And then people are just like, like people shut, want to rip you apart. Yeah, and there's like, shut the fuck up and buy the bikini or don't. Yeah, you know, yeah. the, it's like this new uh, thing where everyone's opinion matters. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's uh, like it actually yeah. matters. What do you see like now? Your other friends that model, right? Mm-hmm. Now, do you see people that because you have thick skin and you're really good at rolling, you can laugh at yourself? Mm-hmm. Now, you must have friends that are very affected by these things. Yeah, yeah. Is that so? What is it like being around other people that you work with that are affected by it? Um, it's hard. It's hard to see. I mean, it's a very sad thing. Uh, no one wants to be ripped apart, you know, yeah. obviously. And uh, sometimes, like, some of the younger girls that I'll see or um, some of the girls that started when they were a little bit older, I guess, like, didn't have as much time to get used to it and kind of, like, you know, grow that skin. Um, it's it's hard to see. It's sad. And, I, you know, I know a lot of girls that, um, you know, don't eat yeah. and stuff. It's sad. Is it, do you see that in terms of, with like the donate thing? I mean, it's been made so, you know, in the media for years about the, you know, uh, eating disorders amongst models and anyone in the fashion industry wise. Do you see them having to hide that now, particular people, or is it just like 
is like eating disorders. Because it's a disease. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because it's not healthy. And so now yeah. I think I just know like my, you know, limited experience with fashion. Those things like airbrushing now are like, they're known like you can't even talk about it. Like, they're like, mm-hmm. no, we're not doing it because they saw the backlash. Yeah. Is it with like the, the sicknesses and like the, the, the eating disorders? Is that people feel shamed about it still and hide it, you oh, think? Oh yeah, people hide it for sure. That's, wow, yeah. and, and it, is that, do you think that's mental or is that just the pressure comes in from work or is it a combination of um, both? I think it's the pressure from work. Yeah. Like I was out to dinner with this girl and she was, um, you know, she was getting ready for the Victoria's Secret casting for, you know, their big runway show yeah. they do every year. and. I mean, she, like, basically was working out, like, three hours a day and not eating anything to, like, get ripped for it. And it's just, it's crazy. I, I don't have that much, like, willpower, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I definitely see it. And then also there's, uh, also what I don't think a lot of people talk about is um, abuse from agencies, too. Okay. Not, not personally with my agency. I can't say that I've experienced it um, or I know any girls from my agency that have. But I know some agencies um, that I that I'm not a part of uh, will have girls like go to the gym and like screenshot and send like their treadmill progress and like and their food intake and they have to like send this to their agents for like approval and you know that's wow. I mean that's abuse that's that's from the a severe side. is that. What's it like being in the same industry with a mentality like that? Because I know you as a friend, mm-hmm. like you wouldn't put up that shit for like two seconds, but there's people out there that yeah. have to, you know, they feel they have to. Yeah, you know? and, and people, yeah, you just get sucked into it. It's, you know, it, like anything else, it's kind of like this bubble that you're living in and like the, the things that are normal in this industry are not normal anywhere else. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just... It's that, weird. Because, like, in the past, you mentioned before, like, you've worked other jobs, right? Mm-hmm. So, modeling to you is just a job, right? Yeah. It's just, so that's what you always talk about. It's just a source of income. Well, that's what I always say. It's like, it's not who I am. It's what I do. It's yeah. a job. Okay, well, tell us about some of your bad jobs you've had before. Like? What's the worst job? Not modeling. Other jobs than modeling. Oh, worst jobs? Um, I worked at a restaurant uh, for about six months. This was maybe, like, two years ago. And that's another weird industry. Like people, I don't know, my managers were like psychotic and- Examples. Like, well, this this comes back to the body shaming. So the, yeah. the type of restaurant I worked at, it was like, um, it's all finance business guys and suits that come in, in the Biagra Triangle in Chicago. Yeah. You know, it's an old steakhouse and we wear like little black dresses and heels. And um, so everyone, you know, is like stick skinny and whatever. And some of the girls that, aren't anymore since they've been hired like my managers would just be like like oh did you put on 15 pounds did you did like I mean horrible things like they yeah make, like they would make these girls cry and I've definitely cried at that job before just from my man like managers just talking down to you and like literally making you feel stupid just like I, I made a mistake on an order or something and I had to have my manager fix it and he was like can you do me a favor can you just like think tonight like use your brain that's and it was like just a mistake like everybody yeah. makes mistakes you know and it's like I like almost cried and it's yeah it was a pretty interesting job but what? I made great money <laughs> so but then finally you're like fuck this I'm modeling full time now because it can supplement you um yeah it was just so modeling is interesting because it goes through busy and, and slow times yeah. and like I was telling you earlier right now it's kind of slow um and sometimes if it is slow I'll just pick up another job or you know kind of just to keep me busy because I get like stir crazy if I'm not doing yeah. anything, you know. And and the thing about modeling too is it's not like a normal job, so you're not 
you don't go to a job every day. So like there's times where, you know, I, I'm, I only have one job a week and that's my whole week is just that one job. So I have six days off. Yep. It's a lot of idle time. It's interesting though, because people see, and before I have like firsthand experience of like now being on fashion sets, like mm-hmm. people, I think a lot of opinions are like, oh, Molly, how hard is it to get your photo taken if you're good looking? Models work so fucking hard because unlike the set designers, photographers, mm-hmm. photos, it's everyone, craft service, everyone that's on set, they get to like chill out the entire time. But the focus of a model to like hit, it's so weird. Once you start seeing it, they're like, once you start seeing like the little, uh, like the, just a little detail when they're like you're dead in the eyes you got to pick it up like i'm a fucking four like i'm not a good looking person but like i can't imagine if, so, if someone was like pick it up max like you know like hit me with the blue steel look like it, it seems yeah. like exhausting and there's like 13 and 14 hour days oh yeah i mean like especially location days like there's clients that i work for in miami and stuff and like let's say i'm doing a swim shoot they want to get the sunrise because that's the best light so yeah. like our hair and makeup call time is going to be like 4 a.m you know, we're on the beach by 6 a.m. We're shooting until sunset, which sometimes, you know, in the summer in Miami is like 8 p.m. I mean, that's a long day. And then yeah. you're doing that for two or three days straight. Like, it's it's pretty exhausting. Do you see, like, when you look back at your past work in terms of, like, with Instagram? Because, like, you're a brand, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's your job mm-hmm. to get the numbers up just so yeah. people can have interest and then the, the wheels keep spinning, mm-hmm. right? But do you find yourself as, like, splitting that private life from you uh, to the work life in terms of your Instagram? Is that is that hard for you or like any social media? So it's, it's weird because I actually uh, went to this social media uh, marketing like expo thing, I guess, I don't know, whatever you call it, uh, that Ford was hosting and they had like a social media expert come in and talk to us about like how to market ourselves and use our Instagram and stuff. And it's funny because what I get like followers from and likes and, and comments and all that is like bikini pictures yeah. or modeling pictures or stuff like that. And uh, the basically the social media person told us that that's not what clients want to see. So like if a client goes to your Instagram, they want to see your personality. They want to see that you're someone cool, like that they can spend all day on set with, like, yeah. you know, those 14 hour days and stuff. And uh, so now I'm just kind of like thrown for a loop. I'm like, well, they want me to get more followers. Do I keep posting the bikini pictures or do I like post about my dog? Like, so I, I try to, I try to have a balance and, and what they talk about is your first nine pictures are what people are going to see. They're going to click like everything's, you know, like this yeah. now. So it's like, you know, a client's going to go to your Instagram. They're going to look at the first nine pictures. What they want to see is diversity and something interesting, like that you have a life outside of modeling. Like, let's say you're an artist and you paint, like post that, like yeah. people want to see that you're more dynamic. So, okay. I now I try to do both. I try to do a little bit of both. I'll post a little bit of work and then I'll also post about my personal life and my personal interests. How gnarly of a neighborhood is your DM, Ville? If it was a village, how disgusting is your Snapchat and DM? Honestly, not bad. And I know a lot of girls like- We were just talking with some of your friends here at the bar and they were talking about just the unsolicited dick pics that come in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I personally don't really get that many. Yeah. Um, Thank God, I I don't want any. Please don't send me any of your dicks. Um, but yeah, I have friends that get them like daily and those, and I feel like those girls also have a lot more followers. They also post like, you know, more so like the bikini stuff. So it's like, you know, I think that just having more followers means more dick pics. That's the, that's the formula. Followers, more dick pics. So I don't, I don't get it that bad. Thank God. Is it, do you find that I noticed this and I always like to give Billy shit about this is that uh, like you'll have like a, say like a bunch of likes on like a bikini photo of you on the beach, but then Mm -hmm. a photo of Billy 
like people think Skrillex like this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> people are actually, oh, I'm sure. I'm it just sure. breaks the illusion down. Mm -hmm. Like that's just it's uh it's a weird world we live in when that when things like that. It is, yeah. I know, and I know a lot of girls like because that that was one of the things we talked about in our social media meeting too was um, like, is it okay to post pictures of your significant other? Because yeah. like, you know, people want to have this image of you being like, you know, obtainable to them, I guess, and. Uh, they they said you know like every once in a while it's fine but like obviously don't flood it like pictures obviously don't flood anything no one wants spam on their feed but yeah uh, a little bit is okay but yeah I I, I thought about that too because I'm like does it like hinder some of my followings the people are just like oh stuff? she's got a boyfriend yeah exactly like I don't know it's 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 interesting it's well there's people online that I really believe that they think that people they follow on Instagram are like in a box waiting for them to like oh, yeah. discover them oh, you know I'm what sure. I mean like, sure. like yeah. just uh, if I like her at you know 3 p.m. Yeah. consecutively four Wednesdays in a row Maybe she'll, she'll send me a DM with a number <laughs> yeah, she'll exactly. send me dick pics like well, I, know, I know people that have like met through Instagram too and don't like, don't say that to the listeners that's what you're well, saying so, I know I know yeah. well, not me not me but it's it, it's sometimes it works so, yeah it's it's weird how do you think know, what did weird. you see the messages like how what, what would they say I don't know I think it's like one person like messaging the other and then I guess if you figure out that you're not being catfished, the conversation continues and then people meet up. And yeah, oh, I've seen a, a girl here that works in fashion and uh, rappers send her messages awful mm -hmm. or awful often and they're often awful. But uh, yeah. it's funny because the ones I've seen and I'm not saying this rappers generally actual hip hop artists here. Mm -hmm. It's from their people. It's not even from them. Yeah. But then when that doesn't work, then they'll come through with it. And it's all screenshotable. And to her credit, so she's not weird. breaking it down. But like, yeah. it's just weird to see um i want to do this before we leave i want to hear the story okay so your dog she has a dog named penny right this dog in chicago dog in the world it's it's a cute dog i can i can attest to that she's right but story. recently she was dog mapped she was right? dog and uh which is get, something that happens in chicago a lot yeah because i know you're involved with this because this I, I saw social media work at the height okay i was on a flight when this broke out and then when i landed it Everything had been done and over. Just like, uh, do we do we say what happened at the end? It's a good ending to the story, but that I don't know whatever. Ending. But um, I saw the spread of like your social media and everyone else's and how involved everybody was with. Yeah. And just tell the story exactly what happened. Okay, Penny. so um, I was in my backyard and in Chicago. I have like a courtyard style backyard, so there's like a little gangway that goes kind of up to the front. And uh, I was in the back and we were like doing stuff, and then all of a sudden we turned around, literally. It probably took like two minutes to notice that Penny was gone. She also this dog is three pounds. Like she's a three pound Yorkie. She's the tiniest thing ever. So someone could just pick her up. So what I figured out what happened was she got too close to like the front of the house and someone snatched her. Someone picked her up and snatched her. And I literally went like like taken for and to get her back. Like I Like the movie Taken. Like the movie Taken. I was like Liam Neeson. The whole ordeal was four hours. So immediately what I did was called all my friends um, and had them come out to the neighborhood, had them post everything. I like had a lost dog flyer. I had a friend in New York who was like willing to help and she's like, anything I could do, I was like, stay on the computers, you know, go to like the, all the lost dog sites, like keep checking Craigslist, keep checking all these things. And then I was with my friends passing flyers out in the neighborhood, going into businesses, like- Just so you know, the neighborhood wise, not to interrupt you, but it's, it's Wicker Park, Ukrainian Village in, yeah. in Chicago. Mm -hmm. So it's a walking city. It's, it's a similar, walking city, yeah. yeah. so it's not like a cul-de-sac neighborhood. Like no. It's on a main, main drag mm -hmm. there. Okay, continue, sorry. So, um, so we were walking all around the neighborhood, like giving flyers and stuff like that. And then 
I'm, I'm friends with my veterinarian and she actually called me and was like, I saw this post on Craigslist. I think it's Penny. She sent it to me immediately. I knew it was Penny. She was listed for $400 and it was in Bridgeport, which is the South side of Chicago, like the, the near South side. So like by Sox park. So, um, I called the number and I just pretended to be a buyer. I was like, I was like, oh, you still have that dog? Like I've always wanted a Yorkie. Um, but mentally on the phone, like you knew that was her when you phone. called it. What, what was that prep like? Cause I know Billy, you had family around oh you. Oh my God, I was freaking out. I was, I was just freaking out. But like in the times that I needed to be, I was totally calm. Like I was on the phone with her and I was like, you know, just totally normal. Like, oh yeah, like I'm interested in the dog. So and she answers the phone though. She, she, says, she answers like, the phone. And she, and I basically was just like, you know, is the dog still available? And she said, yeah. And I said, okay, um, I'm actually available right now. I'm, I'm on the north side of the city. Like I can drive down. And she was like, okay. So she gave me this address. I called my uncle who's a Chicago cop and I was like, meet me there. And so Billy and I drive down there. We figure out that the address wasn't real. It okay. wasn't a real address. You're driving down there though. And like, what's the mood like in the car? I'm freaking out. I was like, and it's, and it's the middle of rush hour. It's like five o'clock. So it was like taking forever. And I was just like freaking out. Billy's driving. Cause at this point I'm like incapable of driving yeah. completely. And, um, so then, uh, I get down there, I jump in the car with my uncle and my aunt and we're driving around and he's like, this address isn't real. This is not a real address. So I, I call and they don't answer. I call three times. They don't answer. And then I like sent a text and I was like, Hey, I'm here. I'm having trouble finding the building. And nice, nice. But are you like panicking? You're like, fuck, they're gone. They got wind. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, I'm like, they totally know they're freaked out. Like they're, yeah. you know, they're, they're not going to give me my dog back. So then he, the guy calls me back. So the, the husband or the boyfriend or whatever, uh, calls me and he was like, Oh, our kids got sick. We had to take them to the hospital. Uh, you can get the dog tomorrow. And I was like, you just made me drive all the way down here. Like, Did you say that? Yeah. I was like, like on the phone? Or yeah, on, text? The, phone, okay, on yeah. the phone. I was like, you just made me drive all the way down here. Like I'm, I'm already here. And he's like, well, we're not there. I don't know what to tell you. It's just a dog lady and hangs up on me. At that point, I started bawling, just bawling. And my uncle like felt so horrible for me. He's like, he's like, I'm like, didn't know what to do. Yeah. And he was like, don't call back. He's like, the best you could do is wait for them to call you back because you can't, you can't. You gotta treat her like a hot chick. Yeah, right? you can't, exactly. You can't get in there too much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay. Like I took his advice and, and he's like, go to the police station, file a report. So I'm like, okay. So I go to the Bridgeport police station in that neighborhood. I give them a flyer, let them know what's happening. I was like, if you guys see anything, just please call me. Then I go to my neighborhood and um, I am filing out, I'm filling out the police report there and you know, I'm crying, I'm crying, I'm bawling. And the cop that is helping me, he was like kind of a dick and he was just like, uh, I just want to let you know, like this doesn't look good. A detective is probably not going to pick up the case. So I just like don't want to get your hopes up. So this is probably going to go nowhere. So I'm just like, like crying, like, I know, like, I already know that, please. Like, I don't need you to tell me yeah. again. Like, I Told like I know you. this in my head. And then so this this other cop walks in and he, uh, what, I guess, like, was changing shift or whatever. I just got there and he's like, he's like, oh, what's going on? Like, like your dog, like, what happened with your dog? He's like, I'm, I'm like the dog cop around here. Like, I, I always find dogs homes, blah, blah, blah. He's like, so he gave me his personal number. He said he would personally call the detective and, like, get him to pick up the case and so I'm just like exchanging information with him and the lady texts me back and she's like sorry my husband uh freaked out um I can bring her to you tomorrow what neighborhood do you live in so I was like oh snap because you don't want to say that like you're from where it was taken exactly. from so what do you do so in a pinch I said I live in River North which is closer to downtown nice and so um 
she's like, oh, actually, I'm right over here. I can meet you now. And so I'm like, okay. She's like, where do you want to meet? So backtrack to the conversation before the restaurant I used to work at, cops would park outside and kind of they would always go in there and stuff. So I know the cops that work at, at the park that's across the street from yeah. the restaurant I worked at. So I'm like, meet me there. Cause I was thinking like, at least, you know, if my uncle doesn't make it in time, like I'll have police backup, you know, there. Yeah. So like in a pinch, I'm just like thinking of all this stuff. It's about to go down. Yeah. 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 And so, um, I get there and she's there. So, she, so she was in the passenger side. So her husband, she gets out with the dog and her husband goes and pulls up like maybe five feet in front of us, just pulls up to park the car. And I was like, can I see the dog first? Shitty car, bad car? Shitty nice car. car. It was like a Dodge, like a purple Dodge Caravan from like Oof. like the 90s. Dog snatcher car. Okay. Yeah, dog snatcher car, yeah, for real. Yeah, like yeah, actual yeah. dog snatcher sure. car. Yeah. And uh, I can see it. Yeah, like this is all very visual, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, totally. So um, she gets out of the car. She has, She's like this kind of overweight white lady. She has like, her hair is dyed black. It's very stringy. She has oh. all these face piercings and like neck tattoos and like, Immediately, I was like, she's a junkie. Like, yeah, I, I sure. just, you could tell, like, she had like scratch marks and everything. And so I was like, can I see the dog first? And as soon as she handed me the dog, I was like, this is my dog. I was like, I, you... I, I don't even know what I said in that moment, but I, like, I didn't yell at her. I didn't do anything. And I was just like, I was like, this is my dog. Like, wait, did you, but you physically grab the dog out of her hand? No, she gave the dog to me because I was like, oh. can I see the dog first? Because, like, I'm potentially buying this yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah, like, you want to inspect the, the, the exactly. dog. Exactly. So yeah. I'm like, can I see her? Can I see the dog first? She hands her to me, and I'm like, that's when I was like, this is my dog. I was like, what you did was horrible. Like, I've been through hell and back trying to track you down and get my dog back. Like, please don't ever do this to someone ever again. And I gave her $100. She was asking for $400. I gave her $100. And I said, here's a finder's fee. Don't ever do this to anyone else. You she, gave her $100. People were so pissed that I gave her $100. And this is what I was thinking. I kind of think it's gangster. People, yeah, because obviously I wanted to be like, listen, like, this isn't about the money. Like, I, I you know, this is you something just, bigger here. Yeah. And uh, also, people in Chicago carry guns. And, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. it's like the last thing I need is for shit to go down. But what know? did she say though when you're like, this is my dog? Was she like, uh, uh, She immediately, like, like, reverted back to, like, child being scorned. Like, oh, wow. yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like she totally caved into herself and was like, I'm so sorry. She was like, I tried to, she's like, I tried to find the owners, and I'm just thinking, No, you didn't. She was gone in two minutes, like, yeah. Literally, sure. I noticed in two minutes that yeah. she was gone, like, you didn't try for shit. And plus, everyone in my neighborhood knows Penny, everyone at the bar, yeah. you know, whatever. And so, um, yeah, she she was like apologizing, and I was like, Just I don't even want to hear it, yeah. What's the husband doing? Was he in the car? Mm -hmm. What did he do? He never got out. Wow. And I got out of the car, and um, and then so after this happened, I immediately like went to the front of the bar and waited for them to go because I was like, you know, just in case I don't know, at least we'll be. Yeah, for sure. <coughs> Sorry. I'm getting choked out telling Penny's story I know, here. I know. Yeah, you're good. Take your time. So okay, so Penny's in your arms now. That they're uh, you're waiting to leave to suss it out, right? So yeah. you have the dog in your so arms, though. But are you still like on fight or flight mode? You're like, I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen. Yeah, I was like shaking for like hours after that. Like, Cause it's just you and Billy, right? Or is, it, or is <coughs> Damon? Damon. Damon. Mm -hmm. Big ups to Damon. Yeah. Scarpetta, buddy. Mm -hmm. Scarpetta. Yeah. yeah. yeah seriously. Yeah. So they. Uh, if anyone's in Chicago and needs to uh, Italian menu read to them properly in Italian, uh, look up Damon Federi. Like he's super <laughs> good at it. It's amazing. So you get the dog back. You're getting in the car now, and then just waterworks. Yeah, I mean, I was just bawling. I had like 
I sent pictures to everybody. Like I posted it because I posted it on Facebook and on the like our yeah. neighborhood watch page. I like posted on there, like let everybody know that you know she was back. And the next day, I was walking her down the street, and we were like going to get breakfast or something like outside. You could sit with the dog, and uh, some lady stopped me and she was like, "Oh my God, is that Penny?" Too. And I was like, yeah. She was like, oh my God, I'm so happy you got her back. She's like, I was following the whole story. Like, I went outside. I was calling her name. Like, Dude, that's it. I'm telling you. So I was <laughs> flying back. I think I was flying back from LA to here. I'm not sure. But I was on a plane. And I remember landing and seeing it all unfold. And then I texted you and it was already done. But, dude, like, what, how it many shares? Because so you put on the Facebook. How many shares was it? Um, It was like 280 shares individual shares on facebook and then it was all over instagram that was that was just her missing dog poster so there was also wow. a post of like um like uh what happened and just basically saying that she was missing and i and i posted random pictures that i had and then i made an official like illinois lost dog poster and yeah so just that one was shared uh like 280 times and the other one i don't even remember like 100 and something but that's like the prime example of like how social media is so useful because mm -hmm. without yeah. that it would never have happened it would never have happened yeah penny would be like uh probably like running a dog fighting like scenario yeah. where she'd be like a manager of like a prize pit bull yeah. i think that's what happened or maybe yeah, a girlfriend she would be she would have been a bait dog that's what would have happened don't say that you think it's, she a bait it's dog? true yes oh, oh yeah my God. when you when you sell small that's the thing because like i've i've actually because sometimes i like look at dogs on craigslist and <laughs> oh. uh, <laughs> we I, i'm like thinking about getting another dog yeah but um I will look and you know you see these little dogs that are posted for like two hundred dollars, three hundred dollars, and like I'll message the center and I'm like, listen, you need to raise your price because what happens is dog fighters go on there and they find these little dogs for cheap that they can use as bait for their Whoa. dog fighting, and um, so I, I'll like personally message people and just be like, hey, like you need to reconsider your price a little bit because. Um, wow. Yeah. And now you're like, I see you're like a big advocate of those missing dog posters all yeah, the time. Yeah. So so um, the. The cop that I ended up exchanging numbers with and everything, and you know, he was being really helpful and stuff. Um, he now will send me like dogs that either need homes or dogs that are missing, and so and I'll go and post them on Facebook, and I'll send them out to all my friends and stuff, just to kind of like you know spread the awareness or whatever. And yeah. so, some good came out of it. It's amazing. I love that story. It's I a helped, good story. It's amazing. I story. helped a woman uh, get her dog back like uh, in August. I, th I think it was in August, and her dog was missing for like two months. What? And they found mm -hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Was it like a snatch situation or what? Yeah, so it was snatch and then someone tried to sell it in a hospital parking lot. And then so we had to like figure out who in the hospital was, uh, bought the dog. What? And you found and it? And we posted it all, like po they posted uh, flyers all over the hospital and stuff. And the person like who bought the dog had no intentions of coming forward and saying that they had the dog. Um, but I think someone else, like another employee outed them or something like that. Wow. Okay, so we're gonna do one more thing. That's incredible. So Penny's home. She's safe. It's all good now. Thank you, Facebook, yes, I, and everyone. I, I'll never let and the, go. And the dog detective. Shout out to that guy. Yeah, um, Officer he, Officer Fergus. Officer um, Fergus. In the Beat Fifteen of Chicago, he's awesome. Beat Fifteen of Chicago. Uh, normally, when you're in the locker room and other cops give you shit for being a dog detective, there are people that cherish your work, and mm -hmm. uh, we appreciate mm -hmm. being Penny back. Um, now, for comics that do this and uh, other people, for comics that like, do you have any new advice for new comics that are like getting into, you know, mm -hmm. other than like obvious things that everybody says? Now, one thing I've noticed is like younger girls that want to be models are going about it certain ways that they get taken advantage of a lot. Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice for girls that may be listening or guys that want to do it that just basically red flags to look for or how you'd recommend getting the business if you're interested? So um, this is what I always tell people. Uh, the major agencies, uh, which you can do research on, but like Ford, um, Next, Wilhelmina, all those agencies, 
on their websites they have exactly they have forms and that you need, just basically need to fill out of everything you need and like how to take your pictures and submit them and you can just submit directly onto the website or you can go to open calls um, which agencies usually host like either once a month or sometimes during the busier seasons they'll have them like once a week I'm not sure but um, just go to those and you know get represented by a legit agency and then your agents will protect you from everything else and so don't even fuck around with like no the, don't don't even bother the 19 year old with a dslr camera no. it's like come yeah. on take beach photos literally all all they're basically going to want is headshots so it's going to like literally be like full body shot close up but with recorder. clothes on yeah with clothes yeah, on with yeah. clothes on or sometimes it'll ask for to submit like in a bikini or something yeah. like that which is fine too but, um, but under, yeah. under no circumstances are you required to submit a topless photo. No, do not do that. To some guy named Randy in a trailer. Yeah, no, you won't get hired if you do that. They're just be like, "What is this person doing?" But yeah, everything everything you need to know and do is on the website. You can just go submit through that. Like, don't even bother getting your own photos with a photographer yeah. or anything like that because. The agency is not going to use them anyways once you're represented. So, so don't even pay for the model test. No, don't even pay for that. But you, your agent will set you up with a model, like a proper model test with photographers okay. that they know and use all the time, and they're going to get the type of pictures that they need. So just hold out for that. Just basically, you want to get represented first, and you, the easiest way to do that is open call or submission online. Okay, cool. Uh, real quick, tell everybody because we're going to wrap up now. Um, you got to get on a plane back to Chicago I tonight. Do. I am, I am. But uh, where can they find you on social media um, and agency wise? Or Anything you want to plug that's coming up. Okay, so you can find me on Instagram at Cecily Marie, that's C-E-C-I-L-Y Marie underscore. And you can follow me on Snapchat at Cecily Sarks, S-A-R-X. And I think that's everything, right? You don't need to follow me on Facebook. There's, you no, unless see you're posts. looking for dogs or... Yeah, know, or yeah, unless you want to adopt a dog, you can find me at Cecily Marie on Facebook. And I post uh, dogs that are looking for homes in Chicago all the time. And I've rehomed two dogs so far, so... Rehome, that's a nice thing. Mm -hmm. I like that one. Cool. Well, thank you so much for being yeah. and coming with us over here yeah, to the Tender Trap today. We record, yeah. And uh, I'm going to the UK on Sunday, so I'm gone for three weeks, but uh, we're going to be doing stuff over there. But this episode's going to come out this coming Tuesday, but I'll be over there. So uh, it'll be awesome. pretty cool. You can find me at This Is Max White on all things social media. And the tour dates for UK are at thisismaxwhite.com. Thanks so much for stopping by, Cecily. Appreciate yeah, thanks it. for having me. Cool. Fun. Have a good one. Bye. Max White, everyone! See something funny? It wasn't funny! I guess I'll just call it Max White Presents. I guess it's decent. Yeah, Max White Presents will work. <laughs>